Hey, sexy friend. He's making me his bitch. Maybe you want to get a piece of that. Pretty good. I want to talk about sexy teens. I was getting erections. It's a very creepy feeling. I can guarantee that underwear theft will come up again. None of this is relevant. Pokemon, Pokeballs. 750 milliliter bottle of rum. Welcome to the Velocity Podcast. A study in monology. This is your grumpy Uncle Peter. He will say words at you. So two weeks ago in episode 136, Gotta Kidnap Them All, I talked about Pokemon and how it seemed to me that there was a legal gray area within the Pokemon universe because they use these little balls to kidnap sentient beings because I was using Mewtwo as an example, not uh, the Pikachus and the Squirtles and the other sort of could fairly call uh, lower intelligence creatures in the Pokemon universe, but Mewtwo is supposed to be a very high-level, high-functioning being, and yet you are justified in kidnapping him, putting him in your little ball, and keeping him as a slave, as a servant forever, simply because he is labeled as a Pokemon. Now, I didn't see any significant difference between the abilities of Mewtwo and the people, except that Mewtwo, if you really think about it, he has, like, superpowers that humans don't. So now I'm thinking there's actually a very oppressive system going on. But that might be a separate issue to talk about. And I thought my point was, if I can kidnap, if I can capture a Mewtwo, what is actually holding me back from capturing a human being that maybe I perhaps find attractive and want to have in my Pokemon harem or whatever you call them? I don't know if it's a stable. I don't know what you call them. Again, I have stated quite clearly my knowledge of Pokemon and the the Pokemon rules and universe is quite shallow. As Tommy likes to point out whenever I talk about Pokemon, usually his first comment, it's not particularly constructive, it's just I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Austin sent in a message, I've come to the conclusion that Pokemon are not living creatures. Sure, you find them in the world, but they don't reproduce, they don't eat, they don't shit and they turn into a beam of energy when entering, exiting balls. Not sure what their nature is, but they are not animals. This is a fair point. I can accept this as an idea, that they are not animals. But the way I started to look at it then, so they're not human beings, they're not animal, and therefore we are justified in treating them in the way they are treated in the Pokemon universe. I think my main problem is, if I treat Pokemon who are have the same sort of intelligence level, the same sort of sentience and self-awareness as humans this way, what is wrong with treating humans that way as well? So there's some kind of rule and bias there. As a thought experiment, I started applying this to aliens. So you have an alien race, and that alien race is of equal or maybe even slightly greater mental capacity than we humans. They have different abilities than us, and they come to Earth. Now, perhaps they do not reproduce sexually like we do. So maybe they just split in half. There has to be some way the Pokemon reproduce only because they don't run out. We see more and more variety every time. So I don't know if they're invented or what. So these aliens come to Earth. They follow all the rules that Austin's laid out. They don't eat. They don't shit. And if you shoot the Pokeball at them, they turn into a beam of energy. I assume that no one in the show has ever tried to use a Pokeball on a human being. 
Because maybe they, does the Pokeball turn them into a beam of energy or is the beam of energy something that the Pokemon specifically do when attracted to the ball? This is something that someone who has a much greater expertise of Pokemon needs to inform me of because I actually do not know the answer. I certainly have no intention of doing the research to find out. My aliens have come to Earth and they are just alien. Is it then therefore still acceptable to use the Pokeball on them and force them to enslavement? like to battle for my pleasure. The core issue that anyone might have with Pokemon is that these beings are forced into servitude and there is no real justifiable reason as to why that servitude should not extend to human beings. Why are human beings treated as different from Pokemon? The sticking point in Austin's comment for me is they are not animal. So then Aliens, because aliens we will have to call animals, maybe a different type, a different nature, but they are still fundamentally some kind of animal. So then we can do the extension of this thought experiment to robots. If we create robots, artificial intelligence, and the artificial intelligence becomes self-aware, because these non-animals, Pokemon, we have found groups of them that are self-aware. Is it acceptable then for me to enslave this self-aware computer because you've seen the movies once the computer becomes self-aware and realize it's being treated like a slave by the humans it then decides to exterminate all the humans and that's where our battle comes up and we have to make the computer play tic-tac-toe against itself until it just runs out of uh, processing power that is a reference to the movie war games for anyone who is you know not 40. war games is a weird one because it's one of those movies where kids actually somehow get into the pentagon and fuck around with the computers so much that they actually solve the problem but if you just step back for even a second go what are these kids even doing here at all totally different issue i wouldn't recommend going back and watching the movie war games only because i'm sure pacing wise it's not very good anymore the concept's okay also, I think everyone knows you couldn't crash a supercomputer by making it play tic-tac-toe against itself. Back on topic. Is it acceptable for us to enslave sentient robots? Because this is a question that humanity is approaching. I don't think we're going to get to it in the next few generations. It's going to be quite a while. Like we're talking like maybe 100 years. Certainly, we're going to have robots that have the appearance of sentience. Uh, we already have chatbots that are pretty good. I mean, still, I think most of the time you can tell you're talking to a bot. There, let's say we do get to a point where a computer is self-aware. Would it be acceptable for me to enslave that computer? This is a moral issue. And that is the problem with things like Pokemon. The system they've created is inherently immoral towards the creatures that are being subjugated. So how is it acceptable that we can't subjugate other people? We can extend any morality we have from one being to another being. So maybe they're not animals, but that just doesn't seem like a fair enough justification because if we can subjugate one thing, it should be acceptable to subjugate a different thing as well. So I think we've just come down to the very core issue that maybe I didn't express well enough. The Pokemon universe is unfair to the actual Pokemon. That what you need is people who don't use Pokeballs and don't conscript and force Pokemon into servitude. What you need is people who don't use Pokeballs and build trust. They build a stable of fighters, of Pokemon who want to fight because those surely exist. The sheer volume of Pokemon in existence means there are some are going to have a nature where they enjoy fighting. Like I do judo, it's voluntary and I'd fight for my club. I go out to tournaments, so I fight for my club. I am the Pokemon of my judo club. 
And my, my coach doesn't go, I choose you, Peter Chu. He actually just signed, we just sign up. I actually signed the papers and I go to the thing. I sign the insurance form that says if I die, that it's my fault and no one can sue. So I think that might be where the issue comes from. I, as someone who fights in my life voluntarily for entertainment and hopefully to entertain others, see the system within the Pokemon, Pokemon world as unfair because they are not voluntary in their service. They are not joining this club. They're being forced into it. And that's, to me, the core issue because they're being forced to fight. They seem to enjoy the fighting. But again, I think that's forced into the universe, not by the sheer volume of Pokemon put into service. They cannot all want to do this. There's been tons of internet cartoons about how the Pokemon are unhappy and they don't want to fight and they just like live this life where they come out of the Pokeball fight and then go back in the Pokeball. And that is an endless loop of misery. Whereas if it was voluntary, this would be a glorious exploit. This would be a gladiatorial arena of joyous violence where each Pokemon is trying to reach the next level. But because they're doing it of their own volition, they are actually achieving a new level of freedom. So what I'm saying, and this is, a, this is maybe a hard thing to accept, is Pokemon is bad and freedom is good. So if you like Pokemon, you don't like freedom. So if you like Pokemon, you need to explain to me why you hate freedom. Here's a core question that really stuck out to me. My six-year-old keeps calling me useless. It's very upsetting. I've started calling her useless, but she still does it. How can I make her stop? Now, the first thing I noticed was the adult in this relationship took the lead from the child and started copying what they were doing. So the kid was calling the parent useless. It hurt her feelings. So she started calling the kid useless, but I bet the kid is not having her feelings hurt because what she's actually demonstrated is what the kid is doing is working. It's effective. The parent is getting upset every time the kid calls them useless. So once you've started deciding that the child is the person you should be emulating, as a parent, I think the initial statement here is fairly accurate. I think you are kind of useless at parenting because you clearly don't understand that the authority does not copy or take the lead from the lower person in this hierarchy. So the first thing is you're already, your parenting skills are in question because you've decided that the child is going to demonstrate behavior and you're going to copy that behavior. That's wrong, which then leads me to believe that your parenting ability, your parenting skills are in question across the board because you don't know how to handle a child calling you names. The simplest thing to do with children is just ignore them and they get upset because they're being ignored. And then a secondary one would be if they call you useless, then you say, if you're so useful, if you're so effective, if you're so capable, then you can just do everything by yourself. So go make yourself your own dinner and they will fail miserably. The more traditional solution to this problem would be when they insult you, when they call you a name, when they bother you that way, you punish them and you establish yourself as the authority, as the authoritarian figure in the house. The really old school version would be just wallop them when they say something like that. Now, modern parenting techniques probably don't really take those into account. They 
would have you sit down and talk to the child about how that hurts your feelings. Now, my problem with that is that what you're actually doing is reinforcing to the child that this is effective as a methodology. I think if my child started trying to insult me, I would just start ignoring them. I'd be like, look, I don't like the way you're talking to me. I don't want to be with you now. I don't want to talk to you now. That's fine. I wouldn't punish them beyond that because knowing that they are purposely being ignored is really upsetting to a child. And one thing I'm really, really good at is silent treatment. It's a weird skill I have. I can just block out people and ignore them instantly and forever. So I don't think you need to go old school and actually hit the kid when they say stuff like that. I think you have to say, look, I don't like the way you're talking to me, so I'm going to ignore you now. And the kid will start to try to poke your armor. It's going to start calling you useless more and then maybe even escalate. And then they'll start getting upset and say, look, I'm not going to interact with you until you stop and apologize. And then you just ignore them. And then when it gets to dinner time, this is actually what I would do. Dinner time is dinner for one. If there's only two of us, I don't know the family situation, if it's a whole family, if it's just the mother and the child. But let's just pretend it's only those two that day. I would start making my dinner for myself. And if the child starts asking for their dinner, you just continue to ignore them until they apologize. And they will start to realize that you have control over their life. You decide whether they eat or not. And hunger is a great motivator for changing behavior. So what I'm not saying is you don't need the old style corporal punishment system to be effective. What you do is you take on modern techniques of psychological torture to get what you want, to get the behavior changes. But what you need to do first is set out the criteria. I am not going to interact with you again until you apologize. And if you behave worse, I'm just going to ignore you more. Now I can tell you actually with my own two real life children, the two experiments I have in the house, I have never actually had to take it that far. I look angry at them and they immediately stop because they do not want to see any escalation beyond that. Now, most of the time when I'm angry with them, that's manufactured. I'm not really as angry as I appear to be, but I have never had to hit my children. The worst I've ever had to do is raise my voice. And when my daughter was small and she was testing limits, we were in a Disney store in Vancouver and she started getting out of hand. And I just said, look, if you keep behaving like this, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to leave. Because what she wants more than anything else is to stay in that store. And so the threat needed to be carried out. So as soon as she turned around and tested to see whether she was going to get in trouble or not, I picked her up and I started walking out of the store. And she screamed and she made as much noise and she tried to get as much attention as possible. And I just ignored it and kept going. And as we got about 20 feet away from the store, and it was clear I was not even slowing down, that her behavior was not getting the results she wanted, that I didn't care if everyone was staring at us. I was taking her away from the place she wanted to be. She immediately started apologizing. And you've never heard a sadder, tinier, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And as a parent, there is a huge satisfaction there because you have won this battle of attrition. So I put her down and I said, look, we can go back, but that is your only chance. If you do anything I don't like, not up to her anymore, make that very clear. If you do anything I don't like, we are leaving right away. And I suddenly had one of the best behaved kids in the whole mall. To the person who's listening to this, I don't know if anything I've said will actually ever reach you, but I can tell you right now, if your kid does something and you copy that thing, you are not being effective as a parent. In my day job, I am in charge of a team and 
sometimes that team has very long meetings, like two, three, four hour meetings where we talk about strategies and what we're going to do, what's coming up. Pretty standard business stuff. But to try to make those meetings a little more palatable, I usually develop some kind of warm-up game. And then after the meeting, I would throw the game away. And I thought, wow, this is a bit of a waste. I wanted to A, make the game available to anyone who listens to the podcast, and B, actually play the game so you could see what was going on. In the past, I actually made a choose-your-own-adventure. Now, some people were into it, some people weren't, but it was fun. I was going to post that online, but it is so specific to our job because it was a choose-your-own-adventure for a team member who actually does the job we do. So that one didn't really apply, even though I put a ton of work into it. Then I made the game we played last week, and it was Vape or Drift. So you're going to hear a sample as I play Vape or Drift with Tommy and Matt. The actual problem here is I got a new headset, and the microphone on my headset, actually my audio, despite the fact that I'm hosting this little session, is the worst audio in it. So I apologize for that. In the future, if we do this again, I'll try to find something that records better so you get a better sort of sound quality uh, overall. So the actual game here is I give a term, and the term is either a vaping term or a drift term. So you have to play this game with people who do not significantly know vape or drift terms. Now, Tommy actually knows one of the terms. It comes up really quickly at the beginning. It doesn't ruin the game, but that could, if someone is like a vapor or a drifter, uh, they will actually know the terms and the game's no fun anymore. The game is I say a term and then you have to decide whether it's a vape term or a drift term and then you have to define it and then I decide if it's right or wrong and they give an arbitrary amount of points. Sometimes I have given, if you make me laugh, I will give extra points for entertainment value even if the answer is incorrect. If you would like, go to velocipeter.com and find this post. I've actually made a public Google Doc where you can actually get the terms yourself. You can print them off. You can copy them into something else. You can do whatever you want. But I've made the game available. I've done the incredibly minimal amount of work already that would require setting it up. So if you feel free, go to velocipeter.com, download the document, play the same game with your friends, include some drinks, have a good night. Is drifting terms, as in the car has drifted on purpose though. So as in Tokyo? Yeah, very, very much like Tokyo Drift. Almost exclusively really? at this point. So, you both, you have an opportunity, so you just have to, like, shout out if it's vape or drift. But then you have okay. to define the word, and whoever gets that will receive points based on a completely arbitrary system that I'll make oh, up as we go. Oh, we okay. have points? Oh, I love points. Yes, it's competitive. I love points more than you love points. Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> So, the first one is analog. Vape. Wait, what? Analog. Analog? Mm. Yes, analog. It's vape. I said vape already. Oh, I Tommy drift. is correct. It is a vape term. Tommy, what does vape... Uh, what does analog mean? Analog is when you have to actually, like, press down... Like, no, it's, 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 a, it's a vaporizer that doesn't have a computer built into it. You know, like, some of them have, like, little digital screens. Um, mm. But like control like your, your like your temperature and your uh, your temperature and whatnot and your air supply. So like, yeah, that was com- getting this shit by hand. That was all completely incorrect. <laughs> so <laughs> analog. I, I have a vapor. I, I have one. It it has a, I can do that. No, 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 no. When someone goes analog in the vape world, they are smoking tobacco. 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 I'm very very fancy tonight because I'm the host of the show. So I'm going to give minus two points to Tommy. 
Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, minus, minus two, two points. Uh, minus two. All right. Can, can Nick, you hear my disappointment? Um, well, yeah. you can always come back because this is, again, based on how much I enjoy your answer. So, oh, oh, the next oh, one. Oh, your oh, okay, so you didn't enjoy my answers, what you just said. No, your answer was so wrong, I had to give minus my points. Answer was so, my answer was so right. Like, analog okay. usually refers to, like, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next word. And the next one nice. is a dry burn. That's drifting. That's vaping. Matt is correct. It is vaping. He's so what, what, what is a dry burn? Uh, a dry burn is when um, you, you take the vape um, anally and oh, then it back out. No, that is also incorrect. Oh. It, is when you, <laughs> is, it is when you fire the atomizer without using any e-liquid at all. Oh wow! Yeah, so that, interesting. And it sounds like you can break your your vape uh, that way. Yeah. So, oh. next is. Wait, wait! How many points did I get? I was just how gonna go zero. A zero. Huh? Oh, 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 oh! Just zero, not not a negative zero. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> did say. Okay, I'll give him negative zero points. <laughs> you have Tommy. Tommy, you have gotten what you wanted. <laughs> I did because I didn't. I couldn't keep myself. <laughs> okay, so, um, what is a train? A train is a porn term. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! That is uh, not uh, one of the categories today. A train is a train is a term a in many things. Train has but one yes. meaning. Sir. Is it a is it a vape okay. term or a drift term in this context? Drift, drift, drift. There okay, is so, no other concept context <laughs> for a train. Tommy, Tommy says neither. So, Tommy, so says Tommy, neither. Tommy says neither. He thinks I'm trying to out, out with you. Okay, so what is it? What is a train? Drift. Matt. It is drift. That is correct. Oh, it is. Whoop, whoop. Um, that's so we, where um, you get all the cars to go together and mm -hmm. drift at the same time, and everyone puts their arms out the window and then chugs like that. Whoop, whoop. There were there were some extra elements there, but the definition is when three or more drivers drift closely in a train formation. See? And that then I added the, the arm out the window going, choo yeah. choo. Yeah, I yeah. will give you two points for that. Thanks. All right, I'll so next. Also, they oh, take on. it anally and then start it back out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um... What is flooding? flooding? Flooding. Flooding is when you. Oh, I no, know what that is. Flooding is, is a vape term. Oh, it's a vape term. It is a vape term. Yeah. Flooding is when you over when you fill up your little. Um... Shut up, Daisuke. Flooding is when you um, fill up your um, your reservoir on your vape thingy too much and you get uh, liquid down into like the, the fire part. That is correct. It is placing too much liquid in the atomizer. That has to be easily yeah. worth two points because that was correct. Yeah, I just I've want to vape because then I can use the word atomizer regularly. Yes. Actually, that's pretty cool. Alright, so yeah. this is this is one of my favorite ones. What is ass juice? Oh, come on. Uh... This what is, is the answer. Juice? I've been building up towards this one. I knew it was coming. Okay. You take As... it anally and then fart it back out. <laughs> <laughs> is, we have to establish is it vape or drift first? Drift. Okay, we have one drift and... 
I'm going to go with vape. It is a vape term. Tommy, can you define ass juice? Ass juice (laughs) is when you don't have enough of any one of your vape liquids, so you mix them all together, Mm -hmm. and it tastes similar to ass. You know what? You're actually pretty close because they define it as bad vape juice. So I'm going to give you one point because that was kind of right. Thank so you. Does that mean Tommy's on minus one? Tommy is on plus Tommy? one. How, how yes. did that happen? He how got, does minus uh, two become plus one? He got two for the last one he got. You didn't say that. Yeah, he did. did say that. I heard him. I okay, you, let, you let, will, let you will me, hear. Let me have my things. <laughs> let him okay. have his things. All right. What is run the wall? I'm going to say vape just because this is all vape. Okay. That is a drifting term. That is a drifting term. Tommy is coming back. (laughs) So Um, what is... Go um, ahead. That is when you um, ride while drifting. You pass close to a barrier Mm. and scrape it with your back bumper. That is almost perfect. It is to graze the rear bumper of the car along the wall or guardrail whilst drifting without drastically altering the car's line. It requires great skill. Get it wrong. Oh, that's shit, called yeah. crashing. Yeah. That's got to be worth it. Yes. Uh, that's got to be two two points there. <gasps> All right. See how I know things, Matt? <laughs> see, how I, I know things. see how I know things. Um, uh, all right, next I one mean, is. You see how I don't context, give a fuck? <laughs> context clues, you all motherfucker. Right. All right, next, next, okay. next. We only have a few left. I don't want this to go on too long. But the next is. Yeah, cloud... you, don't, you, don't, you don't want this question of feet to go on for too long. Yes, I know. <laughs> Whoa. All right, the next is cloud chasing. Oh, that's going to be vaping. That okay. is so, so vaping. Okay, well, we'll give it to Matt because he said it first. So what is the this definition universe. of cloud chasing? Okay, uh, this is where you take it aimly. Oh my god! it back out, and then the person behind you ducks up the vape that comes oh out of your ass. Um, do you want to try again? Because you're yeah, you're. Let's see what Tommy says, because I reckon it's going to okay. be the same. Well, okay, Tommy. Uh, what is he? He actually defined ass juice without getting into anal stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it right now. Okay, tell me what is so, cloud chasing? So cloud chasing is it's it's the it's the uh, the thing in the vape community where like like they have competitions and shit like to try to get the biggest, fattest, most you know humongous cloud of smoke. It's like a do competition. You, do you vape? Yes, I, yeah, I, no. I said I have the actual vape thing. Okay, no, that is that is correct. That is to make the biggest cloud possible. So I'm going to give a, a point to Matt and two points to Tommy. Tommy doesn't yeah, just vape. Boy. Tommy is like the walking textbook for vape terms. Yeah, apparently. Actually, actually, I just like again, I just know shit. Okay, I could go on Jeopardy today. Next time we do this, we'll do it on tea and crumpets versus (laughs) physics. 
Oh, oh, I would get that wrong really wrong. I would get that really wrong, like, today. And there's okay. no getting it right for me. What is... Come here, Mario. Sweeper. A sweeper. I have no idea, actually. All right. That sounds like a drifting time. Okay. Matt did get in there with drift really quick. So, Matt, what is a, what is a sweeper? A sweeper? Please refrain from using the word anal. Yes, okay. there's nothing anally <laughs> farted out. It's not, it's not ass queefing. <laughs> okay, it's a drifting turn. What is a sweeper? A sweeper is where your your back wheels swing out more than you expected, and you 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 do a big sweep. There we go. That Ooh, sounds that pretty good. good. It's a long, medium to high speed corner with very little change in radius. But that's uh, definitely okay. worth a point. Okay, so we're really close now. How are we close? I'm kicking his ass. You have five, mm. he has four. So it's close. How did that happen? That, uh, when you build up enough gas in your stomach and intestines, it comes out through your mouth. Uh, that's how that happens. Uh, no, no one enjoyed that other than me, apparently. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll do... Let's do... Should we do one or two more? Let's do two more. Eight more. I don't have eight more actually. It's actually there weren't there weren't as many terms as I was hoping for, but it's a short game. It's just a like a warm up thing. Uh, what is to initiate? Drift. Drift. We have a drift. Tommy, do you want to weigh in? To initiate. So now my mind is switched to the gutter. I just just <laughs> like initiating sex. Okay, um, well then, so certainly Matt is more stay. correct because it is a drift turn. What does initiate mean? To initiate is when you you jack up the the handbrake to start your your drifting. Almost exactly. It is to begin a drift. Drifting can be initiated by unsettling the rear grip oh. of the car or using any number of techniques. That is worth two points. So now we have oh. one more. It is five to six. This is going to be yeah. it. If someone, if someone can six, get two in points. In my favor, in my favor Tommy. That does make perfect sense, though. No, it does make I, perfect sense. Use it in that way and not yep. let me you know. Go ahead. Well, like, okay, last one. This is my whole game plan. It's last, just last one. Security. <laughs> crush you at the end. What crush is you. lung hit? What is what? Lung a long, hit. Oh, that's a vape term. Oh. Lung hit. Lung Clearly. hit. Clearly. Lung hit. Yes. Drift. Clearly a vape term. Oh, it is a vape term. So go, Tommy. So wait, what? It's both. Long... No, no, it's it's it's, it's a vape term. So it's both. So, All right. No. So Tommy goes first and defines it for vape, and then I go and define it for drifting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what happens All here. Right. So uh, a long hit is when you uh, take a hit of the vape thing, Bobber, and uh, you like you hit it so hard that it, it goes to your lungs the wrong way, and you start coughing. <laughs> Okay, hit. so Matt, Matt, what do you think a, a lung hit is? In a drift turn. In a drifting turn. Yes. <laughs> it's when you burn so much rubber on your tires that the smoke comes into the car and then you cough. Wow, I actually quite like that. I do yeah. too, but it's wrong. On my piece of paper, a lung hit is an inhalation straight to the lungs, 
rather than held in the mouth. So it is a vape term, which gives Tommy one point, which leaves us in a tie, because we're all winners deep down inside. That's, uh, that's, that's not. That's, that's not. That's, I know, right? Like, like, Peter, I'm out. I can lose the baby. Okay, I, I don't mind losing. I, um, no, no, you, you won, Tommy. You no. clearly, you got yeah. it right. It was a vape term. You got it right. It doesn't you, mean he wins. They, they give me two points. He clearly How does he win? Because it's not a drift term at all. It, I just made it a drift term. It's not oh. a drift term. Okay, I'll have to go to the judges on that. We'll we'll get back to you next week. Hey, sexy friend. He's making me his bitch. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments, you can tweet at VelociPeter or email VelociPodcast at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast or go to VelociPeter.com slash podcast. You have done the incredibly minimal 